island awaits you. Hey everybody, welcome to the Underrated Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss the films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. This show is a collaboration of friends and podcasters comprised of Alan and Fred Torres. Hey, what's up? Alan, hey. Alan's over there. He's uh, with us uh, in spirit as a ghostly kind of form over there. That's dude. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> Ariel and Sergio Ortiz. Hello. Hello. And I am Derek McDuff. Today, we're going to be talking about The Island, a 2005 film directed by, wait for it, Michael Bay. The film stars Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, Jaiman Hansu, Sean Bean, Michael Clark Duncan, and Steve Buscemi. The film was poorly received by critics, earning a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, and also a disappointment at the box office. Uh, while it had a $126 million budget, in America it only made $38 million and only $162 million worldwide. So yeah, this movie obviously is uh, one I wanted to talk about on the Underrated Podcast because it is a Michael Bay movie um, who does not have a very good reputation. But in my opinion, uh, it is probably his best movie. It feels the least like a Michael Bay movie. It's a movie that is set in, get this, the near future, because this movie came out in 2005, of the near future of July 2019. What will that be like? Oh, yeah. It's literally five days from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so I, when we're recording, it, it starts on July 19th. So probably actually my, right around when this is going to rec- uh, drop. It's set over a few days. So uh, if you guys are listening to this, you guys will be well, recording about this movie that happens in the future. But you guys will be listening to this movie that happens in the past. But yeah, it is a kind of, you know, one of those five minutes in the future type movies. It's about clones and conspiracies and all this cool stuff. Let me ask you guys... Uh, I'll just open it up to the floor. What did you guys think about this movie? All right. Well, this is a Michael Bay movie, mm-hmm. and um, what I think this makes what I, what I think makes this movie stand out from other movies um, by Michael Bay and other movies of this kind of genre of like this sort of realistic uh, science fiction, mainly action movie, is that um, well, the story is kind of unique. It's, it, it, I mean, in execution, it's, it makes it seem pretty generic, but I believe that. Just looking at it and like, seeing everything kind of unfold, and watching these two characters who are basically, i mean, they're—they have the bodies of adults, but like the minds of children, yeah, basically. Yeah, they're—they're yeah. they're like, yeah, they're 15. educated to. Um, I think he says middle school. Yeah, fifteen-year-old. Yeah. basic yeah. behavioral skills. Yeah, and they don't really understand the world at all. Right, and also, yeah, having them created to believe this false reality of like this post-apocalyptic world, and that they're the only survivors left, and this is like some underground. Or it's you know some facility that where all survivors are. Uh, it's cool seeing that these characters um, kind of explore that, and at, with them, the audience kind of they go along with the ride with them and get to learn as they do everything that unfolds in front of them. And it's just it's pretty crazy seeing everything kind of unfold. So I, I found that pretty entertaining. I mean, aside from that's just the story, but like the whole execution, I'll get into in a bit. Yeah, um, Fred or Ariel, what did you guys think? I I'd seen this like pretty much when it had come out, 
which was in which what year was it 2005 2005 yeah yeah that which is now looking and it being based in 2019 michael bay had some pretty um high hopes for 15 years from when he wrote it or or directed or whatever did he write it too um it's let me check um because no it's uh written by alex kurtzman and robert orkey those guys they're like a writing team they show up in a lot of shit like some of the star Star trek Trek movies Yeah. yeah um so they had high hopes for for 15 uh 14 years in the future well, other than the clone stuff it's like you know on some flying cars it's not that crazy futuristic which is one of the things i like about a lot i mean they got phones wrong but like they didn't predict iphones they were like and they, they thought they had, like, msn the sleek... was still a thing too <laughs> yeah. they had like that razor phone that was like you plug it and it's on the screen i'm like oh, that didn't go that way but yeah but as like you said michael bay by michael bay standards it was not as Michael Bay is. It it, yeah, it doesn't like, feel like... So, I mean, there's parts, but it overall doesn't feel like a Michael Bay In the movie. timeline of Michael Bay history, where does this fall? This I know it out, falls after Armageddon, it, for it, sure. Yeah, it came out after... Between hit probably the two most like kind of like iconic Michael Bay um, movies, or at least the ones that are iconic in the terms of his franchise, it came out after Bad Boys 2 and right before Transformers 1. Okay. And I think um, there's this really good video essay that talks about like his whole career, which you guys should check out. It's by Patrick H. Willems. But it's uh, basically he got all his kind of like Michael Bay, like over the top, like explosions, like scantily clad women, racist jokes, like out of the way in Bad Boys 2. And this was kind of him being like, okay, like I'm going to make a kind of a more like, like there were some evenly paced. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, for a Michael Bay movie. I'm just uh, yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't have. It's kind of like of all his movies, it's the one that's kind of the most slowly paced and like the mm-hmm. shots aren't like super cutty. It does have a lot of um, really interesting cinematography it is, in it. it. I think it, that lends to like it being. Um, oh, hold on. <laughs> it being a uh, kind of like a, a mystery kind of thing to it, and maybe it could be attributed to Alec Kurtzman and. Um, and is it Mike? They, well, yeah, Lex, uh, uh, Robert Orsi. Robert they they Orsi. write some. They're pretty hit or miss. Sometimes I mean, they write well, some good stuff. They write. They were like the Amazing Spider-Man movies, though. So they've written some bad stuff too. You know that they're writers on Lost too, right? No, what? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so I gotta double check that. Yeah, they're from they're from JJ uh, uh, Abrams' own crew. Um, so. Like yeah, by that standards, it was it wasn't as bad. They as, did like, not do Lost. They did Alias. Oh, but they were part of JJ Abrams' crew. Right? Yeah, okay. and I suppose they're hit or miss. Some of their stuff was really good. Um, but yeah, but uh, so by that standards, it was really good. You can never do wrong with you and McGregor. You and oh McGregor my god, he's so amazing. good in this as a, another, a dual role. Dual again. role again. He's, we he's, if you yeah we he, just yeah. finished talking about a. a another dual role by Brendan Fraser in yeah. Broken Bone podcast before this. And so yeah, I think it was um, it, it was it was pretty okay. I mean, I remember liking it. I still liked it. It was a it's a good summer movie, yeah, for sure. Which we are in the summer, so I didn't mind it. It was like you could see the blockbusterness of it. What was the thing? Oh, because it's a Michael Bay movie. Another key um indicator of that is the product placement. Yeah, it. there's a lot of product placement in this movie. Yes, Aqua. I think I Aquafina, caught Aquafina, Xbox. Xbox. There's another uh, one. Microsoft, oh, Puma. Um, the Microsoft? Like, what is it? Yeah. MSN. Yeah, because yeah. that's how he he got the movie made. And this is actually interestingly enough the only movie that Michael Bay made that lost money. 
mm-hmm. which doesn't surprise me at all because it's not like a Michael Bay big blockbuster. No. Like I mean, it is, but like not in like mm-hmm. you know, it's not like a Transformers movie. Yeah, you know. I mean, it did have its action moments, like mm-hmm. the freeway scene mm-hmm. and and things like that. But I feel like it was more of a like you said before, a slow pace yeah. um, story, a bit more story mm-hmm. driven. Like, the first half especially is, like, kind of like an eight... It's very reminiscent of these kind of, like, 80s paranoia thrillers. Like, you know, like, uh, Running Man or Logan's Run or, like, uh, all these, like, kind of, like, weird, like, 80s... Utopian kind of, like... Yeah. yeah. You told me it was like Running Man. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, you're fucking up again. But, yeah, and, and, like, there's this really interesting piece by uh, Roger Ebert who talks about, like, how it is kind of, like two movies like the first half is this kind of like slow-paced sci-fi thriller where you're like what the fuck is going on the second half is kind of like more of like a high-paced action movie and he describes it as like kind of surf and turf where you've got Mm -hmm. like two meals that kind of work together but yeah i I digress and it is a very fairly long movie like looking at it before we started watching i was like oh man this is like two hours long and you kind of because we kind of saw it over the course of like we we had paused it midway and we had to do stuff and then we came back to it so it what it did feel long but then at the same time because of the the story and then that bit of action in the middle it was pretty well paced from yeah it, it, it's much well paced Pearl Harbor is way longer yeah Pearl it, Harbor is way it's longer it's yeah it's not longer. like Pearl Harbor or like even the trans the later Transformers they kept, all the Transformers they kept getting longer like this one I don't feel its length. As much as like most Michael Bay movies, like Transformers Two, I was like ready to leave the fucking theater when I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, what can I say about this? So yeah, you do feel that you do feel the two parts of the movie. The second half, you do feel like it's a Michael Bay movie with all the explosions, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And the first half is, I, I, I want to say the reason it, it probably wasn't that big, it's because it's it's a very generic story, in the sense of like you start to kind of see where it's heading when you realize that they're clones and. They kind of give you, you kind of go, oh, okay, okay. Because I did feel like the movie felt kind of long. But just because at a certain point I start figuring out, okay, well, they're going to run this way or they're going to do that. They figured out their clone, so they have to go find this other person. So at first where I was kind of excited in the beginning because you don't know what's going on, as soon as you kind of figure it out, it's just, oh, yeah, this is, I, I know where we're going. I, I know I know where we're going in the middle. I know how we're going to end. Not exactly, you know what I mean, but mm-hmm. you kind of already, the story's kind of progressing in your brain. As you're watching it, you're kind of playing play-by-play ahead of it instead of being, Surprise at like every turn or like, something. Yeah, the first like half they, is very much more of a like what's happening with the second yeah. half. You know, what's like happening. they could have progressed the first half into a, a movie in yeah, itself, in and, itself. and it, it would have ended well. Escaping. They did, and it's called the Maze Runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I, I did really like that it you know like it is oh it's like oh 2019 it's this crazy future and you get outside it's like there's a couple flying cars and like phones are there are a little yeah. nicer but it's basically just the regular world it's yeah. not like this crazy futuristic post-apocalyptic society where people are wearing like you know the, like the spaceman onesies and stuff I, I think you get that feeling because of of the high technology that they have in the base they yeah. don't tell you that mm-hmm. you just get that feeling because you see them come out you see them almost matrix style come out of a bag so you're like oh That's shit so it's... in your head you start thinking like wow society there must be flying cars there must be all kinds of shit they never tell you that you just assume that as a viewer because even I thought the same way but then as soon as they get out you go oh shit it's the same thing it's just yeah a little bit more technology. Mm-hmm. And well, then, it wasn't like it was trams. It was the flying. Trams. Yeah, it was a flying yeah, tram. That's what no, I was they of. weren't actually flying. They were on wires. Okay, yeah, yeah. They were. So, it was like yeah. Wakanda. Oh, but and also yeah. the train. Okay. It, well, it, and there was it, also trains that were like magnetic. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, what it, but all it was, it was like instead of having the track, like because so there aren't. Isn't that how the bullet trains move right now, magnetically or something? Well, they're yeah. like in the sky. Like, yeah, but well, like, no, I mean, like the one in the ground. Instead of having the tracks, it has like little light bars. And then they have like a flying motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
No, that's like going off of that Matrix in the bag thing. I was, at that Theft point, Auto I was online. like, oh, this is this is Michael Bay's Matrix. Yeah, they, yeah. It was like they took that literally from the Matrix. I mean, it's yeah, he takes a lot from like a lot of '80s movies in the Matrix, and it, there is a lot of things. The like, Matrix came before this movie. Yeah, yeah, the Matrix came like five oh. years before this. Oh, yeah, oh. there's a there's a lot of things that I think does contribute to its to this kind of being iffy, is because like yeah, it borrow it's kind of, it's a lot of that style of the Hollywood blockbuster, and a lot of the a lot of the um, editing choices, a lot of the action choices, the explosions, the slow mo, the 360 cam. The overbearing music, which the color mm, is Michael the color. Bay. The color is very yeah. Michael Bay, but it's I like, think it works in this movie. Would it reminds me better than, than it, that it works. Be, yeah, the works color in, palette in this movie actually. What it really reminds like a lot. me of with a combination of all those things. It's not garish, like sunlight and yeah. shadows. It's all, not like over the head. Okay, the sorry. combination of all those things: the lighting, music, mm-hmm. editing, explosion, slow mo, three sixty cam. It all reminds me of like a stock iMovie action trailer template. You know what I mean. And here's the thing. I, before we were kind of podcast, we were kind of talking, and you were saying you think this would be better if it was directed by somebody else. I actually want yeah. I actually kind of got to go the other way. I think that this movie, hmm. like directed by most other, like just kind of like basic like journeyman directors, it would be just like an action movie that we would forget yeah, about. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to. That just because it's made in the way that it is, doesn't mean that it has to be made the way that it is. You mean you know what I mean? What? Like, no. well, we, we, we no, were discussing- because because every director yeah. puts their own spices. Mm-hmm. What you're kind of saying? And here's the thing, like- we were talking about how in the first like part of the movie where they're still in that facility and they still have you know when you're everything is still kind of a, like mystery. a mystery. It's interesting. It's interesting to see without any action. So then when you add all that action movie stuff into it where it doesn't need to be. It's kind of it's, overbearing and it's not you, needed. You know, you know what you know what it was at first. I, like I said, fat. at first, yeah, at first I feel like it's it's an interesting movie, and then towards the second half. I feel like it's a Michael Bay movie. Mm-hmm. That's 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 fine. And fire. I think, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like that's I, their spice. But I like that it takes the time to get to the Michael Bay but then also, crazy action scenes. The action scenes. could be like you know, there's like shots that only last like point zero one second, but then it cuts to another shot, and it's like okay, action movie. Anything else you want to show me? And it's like you know that kind of stuff is overbearing. That's why movies like John Wick get a lot of you know yeah. a lot of. Well, uh, acclaim from critics is because you know they have like these long beautiful fight scenes and they're really well choreographed and they're not cutting away they're not jump cutting all the time and using overbearing standard action movie practices to, to show the action it's because you're actually seeing the action happening and it's well choreographed where in this like, one like, it's like kind of like the Dare, uh, daredevil hallway scene where it's like one yeah. long mm-hmm. scene that's one criticism oh, i do have with some of the old boy some of the marvel movies beautiful. is like the, the elevator fight in the winter soldier which people love i'm like it there's so many cuts in that um whereas i do really prefer like the daredevil scene um, but with this movie, like I think that Michael Bay like doesn't really get credit for being having a really really good eye and like making like really well looking movies because you see like his imitators, you see movies like Battleship that are like <laughs> made by just like who, that. Know? See, here's the problem: you would assume we saw Battleship. Okay. I have not. Yeah, I I have. Did my but just say yeah. Michael Scott Bay. What? Did you have like an office thing? I might have. <laughs> Michael Scott. Scott we'll listen to the tape. We'll listen to the tape. We'll play it back. But Michael um, Scott B. Uh, uh, but anyway, I lost my train of thought. Um, but uh, your train does, of thought powered by magnetic rails. But he he does have this really good eye where he makes these movies and like he has this amazing style that you know a lot of people don't give him credit for. That he's got a lot of imitators and let me finish, a lot not like nobody's ever really able to like kind of replicate 
his you know very iconic style he's got these like amazing shots that kind of go around the characters like everybody looks great the, the movies the movies like look like they even his cheaper movies like pain and gain look like they cost a lot of money and like he does a lot of stuff practically i think a lot of directors did these kind of movies they would make it like all cg whereas there is cg in this like for stuff that he has to do cg but he does practically whenever he can he is like a big proponent of that stuff even to the point where like chris nolan says he's like a fan of his because those are both guys who are like they love shooting practical great looking effects and then like using cg to kind of like chris nolan chris, yeah i'm a friend with chris nolan <laughs> let me direct batman you know like he's got comes from that kind of like david fincher like school of like these guys who came up on commercials and like were raised on all these really great visuals these really great practical effects and kind of implemented and so well, well no cause the only thing I was going to say about the practical effects I, I mean yeah they're practical effects but it always seems like whenever you think of Michael Bay you think of huge ass explosions I mean yeah. the colors are there and that stuff oh, okay. but I always think of like just like Transformers always, there's going to be fucking huge fire when there does there really need to be sometimes yeah. I ask no, myself one thing does there quick, need to be huge explosions or can we yeah. do with something else like everything is every, everything yes. he does is big big mm-hmm. big 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 mm-hmm. and that's the thing well, I'm going to say this real quick and this applies to a lot like pretty much all Michael Bay movies the bigger he requires big explosions mm-hmm. because he doesn't really know how to shoot it properly. I so don't think it, so. I, so he relies on the explosion itself. When really you could shoot it, you can hire you. You don't even do it. You have to do it yourself. You can hire a proper cinematographer to help you construct a shot that will actually capture. He's an got explosion really good well. cinematography. If you look at his movies, he, he films he, the he, same explosion with five different cameras, and he puts each shot of those from those cameras into the movie. So the explosion happens like, and then from this angle. And then from this angle, okay, and then it's like, okay, d- we get it. Yeah, he he like he likes a we lot of gratuitous shots for security. You don't need to put them all. He he, he likes this know? gratuitous shot. There's not a lot of that in this movie. There's not a lot of gratuitous. That's like, true, sh- but like there is. So so but the thing that yeah, but you know what the thing about the pyrangers though, they actually use it when they need it, and instead of just throwing it out yeah. there because it's like, like this movie doesn't thing, do that. Like, though. This oh, movie uses yeah. it when Masters it needs it. boner. So yeah. does the thing come down to that? If Michael Bay didn't have a reputation, would we have, like, would this move? Maybe that's the thing, though, because it did come out. So, it but now, like watching it, though, now. I, no, I think I think what we, we've said is, like like I said, if, if the movie would have continued, like, the first half, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a little bit. Because, look, mm-hmm. even, even the action when they're going, I think a little less explosion-y. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, just in the sense of like, just to feel that still like that, that still what you makes you feel in the first part. It, it does. But I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying it's a lot. I'm not saying it's a lot. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like, if we if we tone down maybe some of the cars flipping and fucking yeah. bullets in the middle, yeah. like cops are dying. Like, if we if we would have toned it down a little bit, because it at one point it just goes off the rails. I mean, these guys, I get it, they're mercenaries, but being mercenaries and being who they are, they should have the espionage should have been a little better. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have been flying into the middle of whatever, well, they, 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 shooting they fucked everything. It up. Up. They were like, "This is not and, how and, the plan and, was supposed and, and to and go." And I get it, and I get yeah. that that's what they explain. But that's where I'm like, "This is Michael and Bay." And I kind of do mm-hmm. like that they poke fun at it a little bit. Like when there's the one scene that kind of like took me out for a second, where they fall off the building. And they like immediately poke fun at the like the guys just like Jesus must love you like yeah yeah you know? but but, yeah. but that's why I'm saying like that's my that's the and it's it, not the, it's not that the yeah. movie is how can I put it it's not that Michael Bay just because he's known for that stuff it's just that he injects it did it really need to have yeah. like yeah. all that extra so stuff in it you, no but yeah. he has to inject okay. it because he's Michael Bay it's so going back seems, to yeah what you're saying it'd be like yeah. me and and making like like for example like Alan says an episode of Power Rangers. A lot of people might do Power Rangers episode without explosions. Not me. I would make them all fucking pose and I'd do this big ass explosion. Yeah. Does it need it? No. 
But I want to inject that but in see, there that's because the that's thing. my it stuff. Has to work. It can't just be an explosion for the sake of an explosion. And then, so yeah, the, the, going back to the first and second parts of the movie, is that where the first part made, like, you feel that. The second part, with those explosions, and among other things, which I'll talk about right now, it's kind of, it, it makes, it feels like the movie's like telling you how to feel. It's like, okay, we are letting you know you have to feel like this, especially with the goddamn music. I swear to God. It's like, sounds like every single stock website Royalty free action it was music. Sandstorm. Because they did. Sandstorm was, was in it. It was the same guy. No, it was Stephen Jabulski, no, like the guy who did the Transformers score. The score. I don't know who. Yeah, freaking. It was, it was the same guy who did. Um, Some. It Steve sounds Jabalski. like music that I could use for my Minecraft Let's Play on YouTube or something. Well, it's so overbearing. Uh, follow, follow Sergio on, uh, on yeah. Let's Play. Watch him play uh, Minecraft and um, Dead, Flo- uh, Dead Fox plays Sex Box. All right, but look at it, it. It's like okay, I get it. This is an action movie. Okay. Don't she- tell me how to feel. Like if you, you know, it's like, okay, I get it, but why can't you make the movie effective in a way where you don't have to do all this extra stuff to make me feel this way, where right. it just comes naturally, let, like you did in the first part of the movie. Let me ask you guys a question then, because the, the reason I wanted to do this movie mm-hmm. on the other podcast is I don't think this is a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool, interesting summer blockbuster that gets a lot of hate for being a Michael Bay movie that it doesn't really see, deserve. I think see, this, this is where I'm going. Okay. If the whole movie would have been like the second half, I would have said it's a blockbuster summer, boom, boom, boom thing, right? Mm-hmm. But they're giving us a different movie in the beginning, which I wanted to see to the end like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's where the it's problem kind is. Of, like, you don't like, you feel like it's kind of like two movies. Like so, that's like two that Roger movies. Ebert movie, exactly. I brought, and, and he has a quote in the thing where he says it's like it, they do feel like two different movies. They're both kind of like I like them both for their own reasons. I like the first half better. But I still like together. The half. It just doesn't. But he's like, it's like, can't, and he even says in the interview, "Can you like, like, you know, do these worked as one movie for no. you?" And he says, "He's like, it works for me." He gave it three out of four stars. It worked for me. I understand that it won't work for everybody. But do you guys think that this movie has deserved this bad reputation? It, that, it, it, oh. it, I think so. Going back to both parts, yes. is that um, it did work for me for the mo- for the most part. But I feel like going back to the being two halves, I felt like it could be argued that that they were like at the second half. Okay, Michael, you could put your explosions, insert them here kind of thing. Because that's what exactly I feel like it really does feel like they told him this is how it has to go in the first half. And the second half, it's all yours, man. And then he goes, bam, because like I said, the the action scenes were good. The action scenes were good. But did he have to have like all that all that freeway accidents and all that stuff? And all these other, it could have been a simple like crashes and and really just focus tightly on that story. I would have been like, damn, this is this is it. Let me say one thing real fast, and I think I don't think it's so much like the studio saying, oh, you can't do this, as much as he was like, I got a lot of that out of my system with Bad Boys, and then you know he went and did that again in Transformers, where he was like, you know what, I because he does have appreciation for like the Coen Brothers and a lot of these guys, where he's like, okay, I want to. He's like, I'm gonna do something a little different. You see his tendencies, I think, come back at the end of it. Yeah, you do. I do think he did try and like you know. Like, be like, okay, I'm going to make something a little slower place. I'll still have my action because I'm still Michael Bay, but I'm going to do something a little I more, mean, like, shot, like the, there's some interesting shots, like, you know, that scene at the beginning where, like, true. the water in the bed and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of, like, cool, like, shots. scenes of, like, the landscapes and stuff. Yeah, like, I just wish no, there that's were what I'm more. Saying. No, and that's what I'm saying. The first half of that movie has all that. In the second half, they're getting shot at. They're dropping these big old train things. Cars are getting split down the middle. The cars are that getting split. All was kinds of stuff. Funny. But I'm saying, like, that's where you're like, oh, this is where Michael Bay, even though I know you say, like, in Bad Boys. In Bad Boys, it was... All the way through. In Transformers, it's like all the way yeah. through. In this movie, it's like the first half, like like you said, it sounds like 
you know, like like Eric said, they told him kind of like, hey, you got to really get the story through. Mm-hmm. Like this 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 first half, you really got to put all this all this story through, and then at the end, you can get. I, I think that was more his and, choice, but yeah, I do that's agree with the you. part but where I say maybe with another director at the helm, this could have been avoided because it's like you're putting in all this Michael Bayism. Or at least lesson. But like it take yeah, you know, cars splitting in the middle. That was pretty funny. I mean like it look it looks good oh, and that's yeah. where you go that summer yep. blockbuster part, right? But yep. if that was all the way through it, I think I would have been cool. Because that's the thing with John Wick, right? John Wick, you get you get you get that kind of action, you get that kind of stuff all the way through. You know, and that's what you get at, at the thing. When you do um when you do like, for example, uh, Transformers, you get that all the way through. You know, that's what you expect. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in this part, it gives you this first half of, uh, how can I put it? Like, uh, almost like uh, they they pull you in with 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 the, like the suspense and the, and the and the thrill and the and the not knowing and all this stuff. And and you, they're like clone, and you you know you you find out all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, now that you know it all, you don't need to know anything else because mm-hmm. we're about to take you to town in this thing. And I think that's where it was like that. That's the reason why I'm assuming uh, it got where it got only because. And of that's me. that's that's fair uh, because I do think that this first half is stronger than the oh, second. Yeah. The second half it comes through. The second half is kind of like a I think a mileage may vary kind of situation. But is where, that is that why you think it's you know underrated? I, I do think it is. I think it's is. I think that half. Or still why works it got the me. reputation it got? I, I think it got the reputation it got honestly because it's Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, mm. I think if like you had like but now but how many movies directed, but how many movies has he got gotten done before this am, movie came out? Because Bad, Bad Boys, Boys cause no, because Bad Boys was Bad huge Boys, for yeah. him, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. that like so, yo Michael Bay can so, do no wrong. But Transformers so, hasn't come out yet. I think it was no, but Armageddon did. But Armageddon was another movie that everybody loved. That, that was a good movie. Was, wasn't this it? was like two movies. So it was after Bad Boys Two, which yeah. was him getting back. Bad Boys is his first movie. Bad Boys Two was him getting back to his roots mm-hmm. because right before Bad Boys Two was Pearl Harbor, and that mm-hmm. was when he tried to be like James Cameron, and they realized but, but, he couldn't but do didn't, it. But didn't Pearl Harbor also like? Didn't a lot of people? But say that's it was another a good reason movie? why. How did Pearl Harbor do? It did. Uh, it did. It made money. Well, it, it did really Pearl badly Harbor. critically. It still, ma- it, it still made money, but not so. as much as his movies. Okay, but yeah, when make, you say it didn't lose money, you say it's okay. underrated because of Michael Bay. But that brings up the question: Is it because I, I believe when you say Michael Bay, it's because like we all know what we're expecting when we see from Michael Bay in, in the trailer because yeah. he puts his name in everything. Maybe you go into this movie, you're like, "What is it? This isn't Michael Bay." You know, it's kind of uh, more yeah. like that. So we we know. Me personally, when I go into a Michael Bay movie, I'm expecting just the dumbest shit, like popcorn action movie. So, I'm just wa- like laughing the entire time, mm-hmm. you know. L- let me let me put it this way, and I think this is a way, good way I can like kind of like you know find a co- middle ground between what you and I are saying is that I think if you have like Chris Nolan or somebody direct this movie, it's incredible. But if you well, have somebody like Peter Berg, who is like you know like he's made some stuff I like, but like he did also make Battleship, he would. It would mm-hmm. not be as good. It would be kind of a more generic movie. It wouldn't have as interesting shots. The action scenes would not would be like as big as this, but not nearly yeah, as I interesting. Yeah, I think Chris Nolan could have been a good. Um, this could be a great Nolan movie. Think about it. You know, it would. Everything yeah. could be a great Nolan like, movie. <laughs> well, it would because he would have toned down the action, and that's yeah. uh, that's what I'm saying. That's but what I'm those saying. action yeah. scenes, yeah, he would have. Like, but could, see, but here's the thing. He even I, like I said, I think Michael Bay could have hit it out of the park. The movie he made because the action is good. It's just over the top. Which, if you want to be no, no, no. But you expect that all the way through. What I'm saying is, mm, he's already setting, he's already go. setting us up in the beginning to be like, hey, this seems a little more toned it's, down. Yeah. You're gonna listen. You're gonna see. You're gonna. It's so, so he's, he's presenting it exactly. Then. He's presenting a certain way that we're gonna feel, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, Michael Bay, right? Okay. But when before that you were like, 
Okay, okay. Oh, this is different. Oh, it's like when you go, uh, for example, like when we said uh, Jim Carrey, some of these other guys that do their funny role. Like you see him in Ace Ventura and you're laughing, but then you see him in Truman Show. Maybe at first you're like, oh, I'm going to see a certain way. Mm. But as you go along, you go, oh, he's giving me a different side of him. I'm seeing something different. Mm-hmm. So you want to see that all the way through and that's how it ends. And you feel good about it. Yeah. Here, you get a new maybe way he does it. And then all of a sudden it bounces you back to the old Michael Bay. Mm. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? So I think we all agree that it is. it does feel like a two-thing movie. And that probably is why it, it has been underrated. Because of that, because that's kind of like taking people out of this of this um actual good yeah. mo- of story, an interesting story, and so I think that's where we could conclude that all of our thoughts are is that because it felt like a two two movies in one, yeah. that yeah. that's kind of like and it's kind of like yeah, where do you fall on that? Does it exactly. work for you? Does it not? And yeah, and that, yeah. that's the only reason why I'm saying like but that's why my, I think it got Michael, the score that it got. You, yes. Yeah, do you think where it deserved that or do you think it is underrated? Because you do like I you it's, did like the first half at it, least. Like I said, it's it, but just because I like the first half doesn't make it a whole movie. You know what I mean? But do you, yeah. Like, yeah, but do you think it does have a bad reputation? It, it does have a bad and I you like think I said, it deserves it that you, bad of a reputation of forty no. percent Now the here's only the thing. Well, here's the thing. If I watch the movie now when I watched it, my expectations weren't like that at that moment mm-hmm. that we were watching it. Obviously now I go, well the movie isn't that bad. Is it that great? I go, no, but it's a generic like I said, a generic yeah. story that I've seen before. This of, is, like, like we're talking fiction. about underrated movies and I would say that even if you don't well, love this movie, I still think it qualifies in as a terms of speaking. It's, it's like it's, I said, right? it's okay. Like in I said, the it's era okay. of in the sphere of Michael Bay. Like, yeah. It all, is yeah. it is a it, it, gem in the Michael Bay history yeah. of movies. All I'm gonna say is that while I do think that if you're into like cool summer Jam, blockbuster action movies, you should totally see it because this one also has a lot more story. It's a great popcorn movie. You, you, should, so, yeah. you should yeah. watch it. But, it's cool. but I can see where it gets its reputation yeah. and I yeah. think it's That's entirely its own fault. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm with a score of God. I'm cool with it. I mean, it got yeah. its score of God. It's, it's, but like I said, should you watch it? Yeah. Why not? You know, it's not going to kill you to watch it. Yeah. It's not going to be a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not, it's not, it's not because 40% is a bad because here's the thing too. Like, it's, it's not a. I don't, I don't. I don't. I mean, there's a little you well, can nitpick like, at it. Yeah, sixty percent. Like the ending was a little like much, you know, kind of. Because then it just kind of ends. They're like outside looking at. I, I kind of yeah, like that. But that's like a classic. Like, yeah. Uh, Sean Bean is so that. fucking good as a bad guy in this. Can we just say, eh. like, everybody's I mean, great Sean in Bean. it. Like Steve Buscemi is fucking incredible cool. in this. Yeah, but like, Steve Buscemi is really good in what a lot of the stuff he does. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. That's Steve, uh, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah. Buscemi was the best thing in Armageddon. Michael Clark Duncan, by the way, in this Aww. movie. Oh my god! Like yeah. that's because he. One thing I would say, like, I think this movie does really well in the first half is the exposition is given to you in a shown and not told kind of way, where yeah. you're kind of like given bits of information like oh like they're cutting because, yeah up. that's Something what i was saying going back to it you're kind of learning as these characters yeah. learn as well that's yeah. what i like I, in movies. Yeah. yeah exactly and then that's why i say at the second half that's the problem that that's not what we miss yeah. because all of a sudden you're no, being a certain way and then yeah, it just completely we, we've said that yeah. yeah but um oh let me ask you this again guys um what is i'm gonna make you choose one what is your favorite michael bay movie if you're gonna have to choose one. Oh so, fuck, I don't have one. So we have to choose one. You no, choose but they're one. all the same to me. Like yeah. that's the problem. Well, like he's not okay. like. Uh, so would you say this bad, one then? I guess maybe Bad Boys bad. One. Yeah. yeah, maybe Bad Boys. Either not this, this one. Or bad Boys. No, you would no, say well, that you like. Well, because I'm saying like the other one has like the 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 excitement and that all that stuff. So I would probably go with like Bad Boys One. It was it's got it's iconic. It's got uh, Martin Lawrence and and Will Smith. It's got it, it has some some special spice, I guess. Okay. Or I, the first Transformers. 
Yeah, first Star Thrones mm-hmm. I actually like. Um, yeah. It's not great, but I enjoy it. Yeah, but I'm just saying the rest of them are terrible. But the first one's actually but the first not one's, too bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first one's yeah. cool, or the or the first Bad Boys. I'd yeah. probably say yeah. Ariel. Maybe the first Transformers, or maybe maybe this one because okay. it is kind of like subtle. Yeah. Uh, th- for me, I would say probably this one. Um, Pain and Gain and Armageddon. I actually yeah, like a lot I actually too. Actually, haven't seen Armageddon. You know what? Armageddon, Armageddon is really good. It's written good. by J.J. Yeah. Abrams. That's why it's that's, really good. It's really it was, good. It was, it was solid, early it's solid. It's solid as hell. Yeah. It's just I've seen it so much that I'm kind of. Yeah. I haven't. I don't watch Transformers the first one that often. Mm-hmm. But you, you know what? Yeah, maybe yeah. Armageddon. And I really want to see Thirteen Hours because that's another kind of like uh, like it's no? American propaganda. Wow. Okay. I, I heard <laughs> it wasn't. I, I mean, I heard that it was like you were ex- expecting it to be just like it could. But it's like I said, well, like we've all said, Michael Bay yeah. just kind of can't have to control check it out, of his yeah. pants, you know. Yeah, definitely check out though, Pain and Gain, guys. That one's a really good one. And Is that the one with the Rock and, and yeah, and Mark Wahlberg yeah. and, and yeah, it's really Captain good. America. Also, uh, the Rock. I I haven't seen the Rock. That's supposed to be really. He's got two movies in the Criterion Collection. Did you guys know that? Right. He two. He's got the Rock and Armageddon are both Criterion Collection <laughs> movies, which fucking trips me out every time. Uh, so, do you guys uh, think this movie's reputation will ever change? Do you think it might, you know... Maybe if the mm. iconic aura that Michael Bay, like, is known for, might if that ever dies down, mm. and if people aren't, like, just... Or they let go of their prejudice towards Michael Bay. Because, like, yeah, at the beginning of this, when I saw... I had forgotten who directed it, but when I saw Michael Bay's uh, name, when it popped up, when I rewatched it today, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> for a second yeah yeah but, and that's so, fair but then, yeah. to blame so that. like yeah. yeah so i think if ever that iconic reputation kind of like has has been put mm-hmm. aside um then it has the potential See, I, I i've never thought his reputation was bad like i get some people don't like his movies I, like i said i've watched a lot of them and i like them the big explosions when i saw michael bay i'm like oh, okay i get it we're about to get down like this is about to be some good action mm-hmm. but it wasn't and that's why i was like oh, okay not that it was bad like i said i was expecting like i'm gonna sit down and like a popcorn movie like a block summer yeah. blockbuster. i was gonna all the way through and that's what I, when i sat down and i watched it i saw something different it's not bad Obviously, the people that are, don't like Michael Bay are never going to watch this, yeah. right? They're lot, just he's not. He's got a lot of critics, and he, I feel like he gets so much hate from like the big film buffs when there's so many worse directors. That's true. You yeah. a fucking bull. Look at his movies. Yeah, well, but, but well, no, <laughs> and then, like I was going to say, like, <laughs> or can, don't. can can this movie or make don't. difference? I don't know because this isn't like an Armageddon, yeah. and this isn't like the other ones where maybe if if in the, you know what I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's 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 in its own little space. Could it Lose maybe it if 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 enough people. Yeah, watch it. I think what like it's, it's in its weird, like I said, it's in its own weird space where mm-hmm. hardcore, probably Michael Michael Bay fans that want that action is what I'm saying. Not, right. not like a, as a, but that want that action that stuff. Well, if they watch the first half, they might be turned off. But mm-hmm. if they watch the second half, they're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. But if if you know, it's it's one of the, it's it's hard to say. It's it, but it lives in its own space, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad space to live in. Yeah, Sergio, what do you think? Um, in terms of the reputation, rep, uh, reputation changing over time. I guess the only thing that we could really do is just kind of watch it and, you know, start going like, hey, you know, this isn't the best, but it's a big improvement of a lot of the stuff that we get. But honestly, just the time it came out and the way it was, like, executed, you know, it I don't really see it changing. It's known for being a summer action blockbuster movie, and that's okay. Just, you know, I guess that didn't sell and uh, Transformers sell and, you know, movies like that sell. So... Yeah, I'm not sure about anybody really coming no. back to this when you really don't need to. 
and I think Ariel brings up a really good point where, like, you're saying if he can break out of this Michael Bay thing, and I think that that does have a legitimate chance of happening because he's basically done with Transformers, which is all he's done since after this movie. Like, he did movies in between them, but, like, that was the thing. Like, Michael Bay was, like, the Transformers guy. And if he makes, like, legitimately, like, an interesting... Are you going to make Bad Boys 3? Because aren't they making that movie? Yeah, they're yes. making Bad Boys 3. So, like, after... Like, if he makes, like like, another, like, kind of, like, interesting movie like this, like, he makes, you know, some kind of, like interesting blockbuster and people yeah. like, like get like oh maybe we should give him another look what was this other one he did that was like before the transformers movies they might give it a look for mm-hmm. that but you know that's that's it, if he it, does it, do you this. know and he, you know what the thing is too like as we start to get with older movies like like monkey bones and like this that have i guess you could say like older grainy film style that like you can you yeah, kind of get a little shot on film like the movies this, shot on film look different than movies look shot different, digitally. and that's what i'm saying like and nowadays you, you know if you're looking at those young people they, they there's a certain way they've been used to watching the movies mm-hmm. that they might even feel like oh this is way too old like uh that's why i say like it's it's one of those things that like it lives in its own place yeah yeah like i said it's all in the way it's well you're you're a young person sergio no, I'd say it looks like something that could come out today. Yeah, I think it does. You know, like I, honestly, like it is kind. Of, I do have like a yeah. lot of trouble telling apart what films are shot on film and what are digitally. Like the Jurassic Park movies um, are still shot on film because they want to keep with the same. But aesthetic. hey, I mean, the, like the Avengers, uh, like Infinity War and Endgame are shot on digital, and they look really good. Yeah, yeah, but no, but you no can, one shoots no, on but film, you know but you would never know it. No, what you can you can tell though. On some of them, it's the sharpness and the, the fall. Yeah. The, the, there's a thing. No, there's a there is a big thing. Like when you really start looking at it, there's a big difference between digital and film. I'd say ninety five percent of people won't notice, but like people true. with a critical eye well, will notice. True. Yeah, but that's like the whole thing of like if you're going out of your way. Yeah, to if, look, if you're to a big movie it. buff, you're gonna. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're, yeah. That's what we're talking. Again, about. That's a fair. It's that's also a fair sometimes point. where you need to make you need to also be able to tell the difference of when it affects the movie and when mm-hmm. you know you could put it aside and judge it without it. You know? Yeah. So. Cool, cool. Yeah, but overall, I'd say you know I would definitely recommend it. Um, you guys would say I, I give think, it a watch. I, think, right? I, I, I say give it a watch if you have a chance. I yeah. guess Ariel. Yeah. It's yeah, not I something did. you should run uh, run out. But when you have yeah. a, you know yeah. when you got your little you watch all your stuff on Netflix and you need something. Yeah, just chill out on your couch yeah. and pop some popcorn yeah. and just relax. You know. Yeah. And uh, one more thing, I just want to slip this in because you did mention that it was um, shot, you know, like the way it was shot. It actually, Michael Bay did use like a special like camera that was used for like the first time in this. So mm. he does like to kind of, you know, like push. The yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing because like, you could you could even shoot like, I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like other people. People shoot with digital cameras, but you can use old vintage lenses and get well, almost days, that film look. you can make look. a movie with an iPhone. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. true. I mean, uh, what's it, I, Steven yeah. Soderbergh has made some amazing movies with an iPhone and yeah. he's... Yeah, but yeah, I'd say yeah. Uh, anyway, we'd all like at least recommend it on some level. Um, on some level, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our enthusiasm varies a little bit, um, but uh, anyways, thanks guys for listening. Hit subscribe on whatever podcast mm-hmm. app you're listening on, um, so you can get uh, new episodes uh, every two weeks when they come out. Give us a rating and a review um, if you could. Uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts really helps a lot. And one of the big things um, is just tell somebody about it in real life. That's the biggest thing. Or share it. Yeah. You can share it out on whatever whatever platform you Uh, use. But yeah, uh, once again, we're the undercast company made of Ariel and Sergio Ortiz of Nerd Incorporated. Thank Thank you for being being amazing. amazing. Uh, Fred Torres and uh, Alan, who's been off in the background. What's up? Oh, what do you got to say, Alan? One last question. So I know you guys mentioned this very frequently throughout this podcast. Uh, about who would be the better director for this film. So I asked this to the audience and to you guys real quick. Who do you think would have made this film a lot better? Yeah. In your eyes. Yeah, like write it, write, you know, like send mm-hmm. it on social media or send us an email at undercastcompany 
uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know who you think would direct this movie and do a really good job with it. Ben Affleck. Actually, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but thank you. Uh, and uh, I'm and uh, I'm Derek McDuff. Uh, you guys can find my stuff at um, I'm Instagram at Derek's underscore photos. Or, you know, I've also got another podcast called Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones, which Ariel and some of these other guys are on sometimes. So give that a listen. You guys, we'll be back soon. So uh, stay tuned for another episode, and uh, I'll see you guys in another life. Later. Later.